I want to thank CEDF for inviting me. Once again, my name is Jean Mix, and I'm the founder of Mix Education Services. And I'm just thrilled that you're here tonight to learn a little bit about Conflict Management 101, how to diffuse and resolve conflict in the workplace and beyond. Because I'm a true believer that the skills that you learn here are very applicable for those conflicts that happen amongst our families or within our family. I know that you're here to learn something about conflict, whether that is how to resolve the conflict that's going on in your organization so that you can increase your productivity, or whether that be from a family perspective, how to better your relationships by minimizing conflict that comes up. I'm going to give you the key to resolving conflict within the first two minutes of this presentation. I'm not going to make you wait to the very end like everybody else does. All right. The key to resolving conflict is seeking to understand. To seek to understand. If you go into every disagreement, every conflict that you come across, whether that be in the business world or in your personal life, with this mindset of seeking to understand, you will always leave a door open for collaboration, for compromise, for that agreement, all right? This is something that our government doesn't know, okay? Which I wish they did. <laughs> Sometimes you're just kind of like, why don't they just sit in a room and hash it out, right? Okay, so this is theoretical. So you might be saying, Gene, that's all great and good, but how? How do I seek to understand? I understand what you're saying, but how do you do that? And that's what we'll be going over, is some of those hows. And that is through really diving into what is conflict? What is the psychology behind conflict? What causes conflict and getting really to that root cause because a lot of times organizations what I found in my consulting career with corporations as well as small companies is that people just put a band-aid or they'll think they're solving that problem they'll be like okay well I'll let them do that but they never get to what the root cause is. So really diving into what is the root cause of these conflicts that are happening in our organization and then specific communication strategies that can be implemented immediately at work, in your family, when you're dealing with your suppliers, when you are the supplier and something goes wrong and you're gonna have to deal with the conflict of your customer coming on you and, and being irate on the phone saying, where is my order? <laughs> where is, is the package that was supposed to be here yesterday? So specific communication strategies. And then finally, what do we do as managers if we have to implement a conflict management strategy within our organization? How would we do that? And even if you're not a manager, you are a manager of your family. You are a manager of your life. So how to influence those around you to start utilizing 
good conflict management skills as well. So you might be asking yourself, Jean, you look like a middle-aged suburbanite. What makes you, <laughs> uh, what makes you an expert at conflict? Well, three things. I can give you a little bit about my background. Three things that from day one, my family, education, and work life have made me here a conflict management guru. Starting with my family, I, I was born the third of three girls. No conflict there. I mean, really. Uh, especially three teenage girls. It was always who was getting more attention, who was being allowed to do something before you know somebody else was allowed to. There was a lot of conflict, and I won't get into all of it, you know, to protect the innocence of my sisters. <laughs> and my dad, he, he was a military-trained corporate executive who was very used to getting his way. And that didn't always go very well with very emotional girls to have a very direct father who was not very emotional at all. So at a very young age, I became a student of how communication and how we communicate in a conflict situation can make a difference. And I always thought to myself, after I'd see my dad struggling with something with my older sister, I'd be like, if only dad had said it this way, or if only he had, before he blew up, had asked a few questions about why this occurred, you know, maybe it would have resolved that conflict a lot earlier. So my family life was very formative. Then education-wise, I moved twice when I was young um, in middle school and in college from the Midwest out to the East Coast. And you wouldn't think that was a big cultural shock, but it was at the time, you know, really from a very um, small Midwest town, very conservative, moving out to the East Coast, you know, hustle and bustle. So it made me in tune to really appreciating different people's opinions, different people's perceptions and values, and, and sometimes challenging those and dealing with conflict there in my education. I was educated from my college degree at Marquette University out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So when I, after I moved out here, I went back to the Midwest for college. I was on my own out there. And when conflict would occur out there with roommates and friends, I'd have to resolve those on my own. And, and then later on in life, when I went into corporate training, I did get my master's in corporate and technical communications, where I really learned all of the theoretical and educational communication strategies that I'm going to be talking about here in the presentation. And finally, work. I'd have to say my first job was the most formative in my conflict management experience because my first job was working for an insurance company doing conversion insurance. I'll back up for a second. I graduated in the early 90s in the middle of the recession. So as a business major, there was basically, you know, fresh out of school, there were people that had tons more of experience than me 
that were losing their job. And the only job that I could get was on this 1-800 customer service line for conversion insurance. For a big insurance company, because I'm being taped, I'm not going to say the name. Conversion insurance, what it was back in the 90s, was horrible insurance. It covered nothing and it cost a lot of money. So basically from 8 o'clock in the morning till about 5 when I signed off, people would be yelling on the phone all day. What? I can't believe this is the insurance you're giving me? Because basically it was the insurance that was being provided to people after their COBRA ran out. So if you know what COBRA is, it's the continuation of your group benefits after you've been terminated. So these people had been terminated. They had this continuation of the insurance, which they were paying for then. And then that runs out. And this was kind of the safety net that was being required of this insurance company to provide. And at the time, in the early 90s, there wasn't like, you know, the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare and all that stuff. So this was basically one of very few options that were out there. So I had to deal with irate callers, basically one right after another, right after another, the whole time I worked there. And so quickly, I had to learn how to, to diffuse the situation, gain control of the conversation, get the information that I needed from them, and to provide information back so that I could help them. And I first started off, you know, and I struggled. I really struggled. I didn't know what to do. I'd come home and I'd cry to my parents because <laughs> I was living at home because I, I basically had no money and I had $25 when I got out of school left in my pocket. So I was like, I'm coming home and I got to get a job. And then this was the job. Um, but I quickly, through hard knocks and experience, had to learn how to do that. So fast forward, after that job, I moved up in the ranks and did account representative work, and then was often asked to train new hires that would come in in the role that I was doing. And that kind of got me into the training position. And then I worked for um, a number of corporate companies in a, in a training position, got my master's in corporate and technical communication, and then opted out. Then decided to opt back in as a consultant, corporate trainer, executive coach, and have dealt with anywhere from top executives from hedge fund firm to nonprofit organizations, small businesses. So I have a whole host of conflict resolution. In my most recent consulting position with Untapped Potential, I've been dealing with women that are opting back in. And um, some of the women that I'm dealing with have a dire need of having to return to work, and that's because they're going through a divorce or a situation where they have to. So all this conflict management background that I have has made me really hone in on what works, and that's what I'm going to talk to you about. What is conflict? Let's get down to the nitty-gritty here. The definition of conflict, as it's stated, is a serious disagreement or argument 
usually or typically a protracted one, so one that goes on for a long time. So some of you might even say, you know what, that's not quite applicable to me either because they're usually not long and drawn out. Well, I do have to say that you got to be careful because if you don't deal with the small issues, those small issues can become big issues. So you might be dealing with maybe some with just some disagreements and these skills can be very applicable just to the disagreements. But I do want us to keep in mind that conflict can be good and some great things come out of conflict because a, a lot of times it's those conflicts where we're setting limits that that's what really kids want. And the same thing goes in, in the workplace. If employees are allowed to continue bad behavior, they will continue bad behavior. So as a management team, as a human resource or a training person, we need to give managers tools or we as I was often brought in, Gene, come in and fix this. <laughs> Train this because this isn't working, like a dysfunctional team. And they're like, it must be a training issue. I'm like, it's not a training issue. It's a conflict issue. So we'll get into what, you know, why conflict happens, conflict is bound to happen, why we're human beings, we're different. People are different. If we know if something's going to happen, then why wouldn't we be prepared, right? Why wouldn't we have some strategies as a manager, a small business owner, as a trainer, okay? So, but what we don't want to do is just treat the symptom. We want to get to the root. Root causes of conflict, I've found there's lots of them. But a majority of the times in my experience, it's been these five things. Needs, you're not fulfilling my needs. Styles, personality styles, just not working together very well. And then what do those styles do under pressure, like how we deal with pressure? Perceptions, I'm a um, middle-aged suburbanite dealing with a millennial employee. <laughs> my perception of the workday is different than their perception of the workday and how do we deal with compromising and coming to an agreement and then values. Any guess on which is the toughest root cause to kind of come to an agreement with? But it is values and we'll, we'll talk about why values are so hard when the conflict is rooted in a person's value system, why it's very hard to kind of come to an all-out agreement. You might have to have kind of that, like, give a little compromise, give a little, take a little compromise here.